Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Thursday, November 30th, final day of the month, the calendar turns to December tomorrow, and we close out November with what I think, I think is going to be a really good Thursday night football game. I'm the only one, but uh, hopefully I'm right. Uh, I'm not Detroit. The Dallas Cowboys hosting Seattle. And to celebrate the matchup, we got a great guest today who played on the Seattle Seahawks. His name is Golden Tate. Um, He came into the herd... I don't know, a couple months ago, and he was pretty good. Um, and then we're like, we got to get him on the podcast and talk to him a lot about his time in Seattle, his time in Detroit. His He gushes over Matt Stafford, said he's the best quarterback by far that he's ever played with. Remember, this guy played with uh, a guy named Russell Wilson in Seattle. Uh, I'll just leave that at that. Um, he talked about Matt Patricia being a jerk of a coach in uh, Detroit. Not, not a good look for Patricia. I mean, dude, taking away the ping pong table, really? No music? Come on. Matt Patricia, my guy. The rocket scientist. Uh, anyways, and there's also a Taylor Swift reference when uh, Golden Tate shot his shot with Taylor Swift on the Notre Dame sideline back in the day. Anyways, before that, I want to quickly, just quickly remind people, I know you're upset with me for my FSU take online on the herd I'm going to address it on tomorrow's podcast. We're going to have a guest, a college football guy. He's been, he came on earlier this season. He's as good as it gets in college football. So we'll have him on. I'll talk. I'll, I'll explain my reasoning. I know the FSU fans are out for blood. Uh, a buddy of mine who I went to high school with, his kids have gone to FSU. I, I, I wonder if he unfollowed me, him and his wife. Uh, uh, yeah, people are just upset. But the reality is FSU without Jordan Travis, is not the FSU that ran the table in the conference. They're not. It's just, that's a fact. We shall see. I've already bet Louisville money line. I'm rooting Louisville, trying to get my hands on an Elvis Doomerville jersey. Um, I just I don't I don't think FSU, without their quarterback, should be in uh, the, the playoff. Now, if they go ahead and get, um, you know, a 40 to nothing win or, uh, you know, 40 to 10 or 50 to 10, a, a, a trouncing of Louisville, which is possible, then yeah, okay, fine. You guys have proved it, but you you got to prove it. Right now, they've got prove it 
all written all over. So, uh, well, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Um, let me quickly get a best bet off. By the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, on Tuesday, three and one on college hoops. On Wednesday, three and zero oh on college hoops. I had a buddy, uh, Michigan grad actually. Uh, plays on my rec. Uh, no, I, I can't call it a rec league hoops team anymore. We've got a men's hoop dynasty in the South Bay. That's what we're going to call it. Anyways, he said he he wanted to take UNC, wasn't sure, then saw me post about it that I took UNC minus two. UNC was up by like 20 something in the first half. Tennessee did what they did. They came back. Some guy had like 37. Anyways, uh, he won big. So running hot on college basketball now you i even talked to my buddy about this anytime i'm running hot i decide oh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna double down i'm gonna go big and it always every single time i get destroyed i i i I, it just happens i don't know why it is so i'm just stuck in this purgatory of not doing as much as i betting on nfl games so uh six and one streak is tiny sample size we'll see um i'm gonna keep it running hot anyways for best bet i will say this and i talk about with golden tate I don't think you can underestimate, and I have not heard other people talking about this, the look-ahead spot this is for the Cowboys. They <coughs> they host the Eagles next week in just an absolutely colossal game with um, playoff ramifications, division ramifications. This is one of those games where it's everything. It's easy to overlook a middling Seattle team that is on the struggle bus, that has a quarterback that's meh. This is the uh, Dallas has dominated everybody at home. This is their third uh, Philadelphia next week will be their third straight home game. Okay. They remember they, the, here are the last couple teams they've played at home. Okay. They face Sam Howell. They won 45, 10. They face Danny DeVito. I'm sorry, Tommy DeVito. They won 49, 17. They face Matt Stafford who got knocked out before halftime and they won 43, 20. They face Mac Jones and they won 38 to three. And they face Zach Wilson in his first start. And they won uh, first start since Rodgers went down, and they won thirty to ten. Okay, we can agree. Geno Smith isn't much, but he's better than all those guys. Now, if Stafford had played the full game, maybe it's a different story. Stafford had the unfortunate pick six. This is a Dallas team that, if they get rolling, it's over. I, I don't want to compare them to like you guys remember. I can't go back to UNLV basketball like that or. or um, Arkansas Razorbacks, but like when they're swarming, it's like the amoeba defense and you can't bring the ball up court. The crowd is loud. The defense is sitting on routes, looking for the pick six. And there's a world where uh, Geno Smith melts and Seattle gets blasted. All that being said, I am again, next Sunday night football, Philadelphia comes to Dallas. Okay. Last year, Philadelphia went there. Minshew turned it over a bunch and Dallas held on for victory. A couple weeks ago, Dak was excellent, and they should have beat Philly. They did not because of some—it was a game literally of inches. The tight end almost got in on fourth and goal. Dak stepped barely on the sideline on the two-point conversion. Um, It's just unlucky. And I think Dallas is focused on Philly. I think it's easy to overlook Seattle, which just got smashed by San Fran. I know there is the whole, hey, you don't want to play—after San Francisco, man, teams struggle. I I get all that. I I get that. Uh, Jacksonville, by the way, looked just fine the week after San Francisco. Um, uh, so I took the nine and a half. Um, obviously, 10 is much more key number. Probably should have taken it. I think this is actually like a like a three or six point game. This to me feels like that Dallas is good. And Geno Smith is like, hey, you know what? 
uh, I can hang with these guys. And Gino raises his level of play. He doesn't play like he did crappy against some of these other teams like Cleveland. Gosh, he was bad. Total 47.5. I would look over, although nobody's betting primetime overs because primetime unders. Hold on. I wrote it down in the notes. Sunday night and Monday night unders this season. 23-3. and That's insanity. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, unders have been a thing in primetime this season, like 70% or something. I think the only play here is over. That's all you can do with Dallas, play the over. Seattle's defense can be opportunistic. Would not shock me if they were able to, a big hit, scoop and score, early pick six on a tip, something. I can see the Seattle, remember, this is a Seattle team that they got some dudes. They just haven't really shown up here in the last, I don't know, five weeks. So I, I did take Seattle. Not a huge play. Um, this game's big for them. You know, you got Green Bay knocking on the door. You got the Rams, who they got swept by, knocking on the door. It, it, Seattle did not look good against Washington. Couldn't cover for me. Um, they, they got smashed by the Ravens. They barely got by P.J. Walker. Um, they barely covered against Arizona. This is a team that has not looked good basically since that Giants game in, I think it was September. Like, they have, they just haven't looked good. They look good against Lions in week two, but I don't know. Kenneth Walker, unlikely to play. Uh, do, do I start Zach Charbonnet in fantasy? I, I think I might. Um, the Dallas linebackers, you know, the pass rush is so strong, I think there'll be a lot of dump-offs to Charbonnet. But there's a big edge for these Seattle receivers. The problem is, can Geno get them the ball? Um, Dan Quinn... Good defensive coordinator. Got some dudes. I think this is a close game. I'll go Cowboys 27, Seahawks 23. Um, I think Seattle can cover the spread. I will not put anything money line here. This could be over by halftime. But I, I like Seattle to keep it close. And um, without further ado, let's get to our guest, the one and only Showtime Tate, Golden Tate, former NFL wide receiver. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy you know from his time at Notre Dame. He was a superstar playmaker on the outside. I think he had some spectacular punt returns for scores. Uh, And then in the NFL with multiple teams, Seahawks, Lions, uh, we'll get into all of it. Golden Tate, how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's been a while since I've seen you. I haven't seen you since I came out to Fox and was on a college yeah, show. On yeah. the herd, I remember. I, I, I love when the I love to tell stories about how when these former athletes come in, I'm just like a sponge, just peppering with questions, trying to learn stuff. So I thought we'd bring you in here on uh on a big game for for uh the Seattle Seahawks. They face the Cowboys. Uh, Thursday Night Football. We'll start there. Obviously, we'll get to your Notre Dame and all the fun other stuff. But I just wanted to get the game out of the way quickly. So Seattle's kind of reeling. Geno Smith has kind of become what we thought he would be. Geno Smith, you know, he was he was very good last year. He's not as good this year. But this feels like kind of a must win for the Seahawks, who looked awesome earlier this year. They got guys on defense. They're just not getting stopped. And they got to face this juggernaut in Dallas. What are you seeing in Seattle that's uh, not going well? Yeah, yeah. Uh... I think, like you said, Gino has come back down to reality. I th- I still think he's solid and he's good for that offense when he's on. But they're just not – they're lacking the explosive plays. But then you look at the roster that they have on offense, at least, and you, you say you see DK. You see Tyler Lockett, who's still performing uh, well. And then JSN, who we kind of keep waiting for him to 
hmm. eclipsed into that guy that we know that he can be. Um, and especially, obviously, in the fantasy world, we had high expectations, but they're just not clicking. But one thing, I, I felt like they were going to be better this year because I felt like they were getting back to the Seahawks team that when I was with them, it was run first, and that's that's what you set up everything with. Um, and they've been running the ball efficiently with – with Ken Walker the third, and then uh, Charbonnet when he's in there, but they just aren't putting up as many points as we want, need them to and want them to. And they're also in the in the division right now with the 49ers, which is you know they're lighting it up, and the Rams are kind of, I guess hit hit or miss. Um, Arizona now that they have uh, Kyler back, I, I feel like they should be performing a little bit better. But you know, I don't know if really anybody felt like they were going to be a top three, four, five team in the NFC anyway, right? I mean, we thought they'd be better, but they would have had to, like, I feel like last year was kind of like, whoa, I mean, y'all shocked yeah. us because we thought y'all were going to be a bottom half team. Instead, y'all made a run, beat a lot of teams. We didn't know how are you going to, how are you going to deal with not having Russell Wilson? You know, you had him for a decade. Now you have Gino who showed up um, and, and did extremely well. We, di- we didn't know what to expect. And kind of now, I guess, the dust has kind of settled and they are who we kind of thought they were going to be last year, I guess, in a way. It's weird. You, uh, we, you know, the media perspective on teams that come out of nowhere, like last year, nothing was expected of Seattle and then they pop and they're really good this year. There were expectations and they're not really meeting them. I don't know. They might get in the playoffs. We'll see. But as an athlete, like do, are you aware? Like, all right, man, you know, we got it. We got a squad and nobody knows the media is not talking. I'm not hearing it on the radio, TV, internet. We're going to surprise some people. And then, all right, we're here. We're going to dominate. We're going to win. The, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, like the expectation thing, how do you see it from the inside as an athlete? From the inside, you believe in yourself. You don't listen. You try not to listen to any of the noise. And you have games like uh, the 49ers circled. You have, you know, the Bengals circled. Uh, teams like that circled. Like, And you're feeling like, all right, we beat these guys. We are true contenders. And we can actually do this. Um, but you believe just based off the work that you start putting in, you know, really after the season, you're doing maintenance and 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 trying to figure out where your weaknesses are and trying to make them your strengths suddenly. Um, and then you show up in April and you do all the OTAs and and all that stuff and you start building the camaraderie and and and, and all that stuff. And it's just for them, it's kind of been they just haven't clicked yet and it's getting later and later and later it's not too late but they're running out of time they're still in the mix very much so but they must it is imperative that they figure out what they want their identity to be um and and stay with it and play well while uh you know as we get into december uh because you have to play well in december to even make it to january i gotta ask about the cowboys you know golden they're dominant against bad teams. We saw them step up in class against the Eagles and they lose. And they of course got smashed by the Niners. But you know, when you play like four or five games in a row against bad teams and you crush them and score 40 points, everybody's like, Oh, Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. The one thing I haven't heard people talk about for this matchup is who do the Cowboys have after Seattle? They got the Eagles and that rematch and that gains everything to them. I do wonder, is the look ahead thing real? You just mentioned teams circling games on calendars. You know, after Dallas lost in Philly, they were like that. We had that game. We had like 15 first downs in the fourth quarter. They had like one. Uh, we should have won that game. They immediately went home, circled the date. And I just wonder, is it possible they overlook Seattle a little bit tonight? They very well could. 
um, because it has happened a lot. Um, and obviously Vegas figures out and they always know something we don't. Um, but the Cowboys are playing extremely well right now. I don't think they're going to catch. I think they're going to have a really tough time catching Philly because Philly's uh, halfway through their strong schedule and have gone 3-0 and versus the Bills, um, Dallas, uh, KC what, on the road uh, when we were kind of wondering what they were going to do. But Dallas is, is, is arguably – the second or the third best team in um, the NFC, in my opinion. Who, who rank them? Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys. Who you got? I, man, unless it, I, unless you want to put Detroit in there. I do, I do, but you know really? what they've been doing recently is yeah, yeah. not been what's up, and we need to see. We need them to play much, much better, especially in December. But you know, it, it's. One and two is a toss-up to me. It's definitely a toss-up between Philly and the 49ers. And obviously, Vegas sees the 49ers as a much better team. Clearly, if you have them, um, you have you have Philly as an underdog at home. And they have the best freaking schedule, uh, the best record in the NFL right now. I mean, that's wild to me. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure that all out. Um, although the 49ers are playing very good football, but so is Dallas. And yeah. so is Philly. Um, and so going back to the, the whole Dallas question is like, I don't think they're going to catch Philly, um, especially if they don't beat them what next week or the week after, whenever they play yeah. them. Um, but I do think they could do some damage in the playoffs. I, I am very confident that Cowboys get into the playoffs and, and do some things. Now, I'm not a Cowboys fan by any means. In fact, I get sick and tired of hearing about the America's team and the Dallas Cowboys every single year. And then they underperform, especially in December. So I'm kind of like, is it going to happen? But this year just feels a little bit Mm. different. I mean, they, their running game is not even really that good in my opinion right now, but Dak is playing well. That defense is playing well. I mean, you have Diggs who's out for the season, and then you have this bland kid who just set yeah. the record for freaking uh, pick sixes in a year. He's I mean, that fire. is wild to me. So they got something good over there, and like you said, they felt like they should have beat uh, Philly, and it was a very good close game. Um, but, you know, you got to play the games. Yeah. You know, that we've seen so many times with injuries and penalties and just knucklehead mistakes where teams should blow – another team out and end up losing or something like that. But man, you got to take them serious right now. Yeah. I got to ask about the lions who, you know, I tossed in there. I don't think they're top three. I mean, they're starting to show some cracks. Jared Goff struggling. Let me ask you though, golden. So you go, when you go to Detroit, they got Megatron and Matt Stafford and it's, you know, Stafford was the number one pick and a lot of expectations. And then he never won a playoff game in Detroit. I'm just curious when you're signing with Detroit, you know, how do you view Stafford before you sign with him? Because he's somehow still in the league uh, and playing pretty well. Uh, but how, like, what was your thought process going to Detroit? Was he, did Stafford call you? I don't, I don't know. No. Well, so I actually partied in Vegas with Stafford unrelated to me even being a free agent at that point earlier that at some point uh, I was with Chris Durham, who's also a UGA boy that, you know, played in for a while with him. And, you know, he was cool, but, they didn't get to spend much time with them. Circle back to, you know, me hitting free agency after we win the Super Bowl. Um, and then I get a call from Detroit. And to me, it 
was like the ideal perfect situation um in my mind look i'm going into a situation where they like to throw the ball yeah um, and i'm leaving a situation where they are run first mm. play action pass back to the run um so for me i was like okay i'm gonna get to i'm gonna get a lot of opportunities next thing is i'm going to play with megatron yeah and at that at that point the best receiver in the league um you know just he earns and, and lives up to that name of Megatron. And then I'm like, okay, well, I got Stafford, Matthew Stafford, gunslinger. I watched him at Georgia. You can see him. I mean, although the record um, in Detroit is, you know, not what you want it to be, and they got to deal with Aaron Rodgers. But look, he's a gunslinger. And I'm thinking, all right, well, Megatron's going to get all the double co coverage and all the lockdown corners. And I'm going to sit on the backside or wherever I am and get the. The, the the number two cornerbacks and and all the great matchups and I see myself eating. Plus, I believed in myself so much. Now, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Matthew Stafford is by far the best quarterback I've ever played with. And people thought I was crazy when I said that oh. when he was still in Detroit uh, and I didn't pick Russell Wilson. Now, I believe he's proved otherwise. But Matthew can make every single throw and he can make every single throw making it look easy i rem i will never forget we were playing in london we were down uh to atlanta falcons i don't know something similar to 21-3 but it wasn't the super bowl of course um right, right, and right. we we climbed our way back across the pond um <laughs> and i remember this ball it was a it was a naked which is a you know fake the run roll out um we end up having cover two i get past the cornerback and I just kind of keep running. He has to make some people miss. And next thing you know, I see him wind up, which looks super casual. It's kind of like like this. But he threw that ball 60 yards on a dime. I caught it perfectly like this. Couldn't even believe how wow. fast it got up on me to like come, you know, to, to be within like, I don't know, one score or something like we end up winning the game. But I was like, man, this dude is the truth. He just made this six-yard throw look like he was just throwing like an out route. It was just so smooth and the, the tightest spiral. Um, and, and it was like, man, he's a real deal. Now, my next story is he, looking back now, Matthew Stafford is the reason why I think I got crowned the Yak King. Okay, because there were so <laughs> many times where I was like, okay, I'm not open. I got a guy like right here in my back hip, but he would throw it. He would throw it, and I was like, I'm not open, but he would place it in a place, yeah, a place where I could only catch it. And mm. next thing you know, I would catch it. Defender would slide off because they probably couldn't believe they he threw me the ball either. And next thing you know, I go, I take a five yard route, a gain to you know thirty yards, forty yards, mm. big explosive plays. Um, and then I was like, man, he is the real deal. He was his timing was incredible. I would come out my breaks, and the ball is already more than halfway there. Now, with Stafford, you got to know how to catch. You have to know how to pluck the ball and catch because it looks like it's coming easy, but we don't have that little white stripe that you have in, in, with the college football, right, where you can kind of tell how the rotations are. Yeah. No, that ball was zooming, and I, I would have a chance to take like a mental picture coming out my breaks. I would catch the ball and know like, okay, I got this ball pretty quickly. This defender can't be that you know, he, he has to be within three yards of me. So I'll be able to make a move and go. And like, I appreciate that so much. And I didn't realize how special he was until I actually left. And then I had to deal with quarterbacks who didn't have a, as strong as an arm as him. Who's that? Eli had, Manning? Yeah, well, I'll call Eli on his last year. I mean, when I got to New York, uh, Eli was 
Oh, he was kind of done. He he was the backup. I mean, he you know, Daniel Jones got hurt, and then he came back in, and I did catch. Oh, that well, didn't they bench him? It was ugly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Either bench or hurt, and so. And then who who did you have in Philly? Was it Foles and who? I had Carson when I got there. When I got traded there, um, midseason contract year. Um, after they actually just played in London, and then Carson had like some neck or back injury that you know he had to sit out, and then I had Nick Foles, who is you know a legend in Philly, obviously yes, for that yes, Super yes. Run. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. 
Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So basically, the quarterbacks you play with, Russ, Stafford, Foles, Wentz, Eli, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. And and you're saying by far, Stafford was the best of those. Yeah, and I also played with uh, Matt Hasselbeck. I played with Javaris Jackson, uh, Charlie Hasselbeck. Whitehurst. okay. Uh, Matt Flynn was on the team, but you know, <laughs> right. signed him to twenty five million dollar deal. He stole money, drafted, yeah. Drafted Russell Wilson, and he never even touched the field. Um, so yeah, but Stafford is a special talent, and that guy is tough as nails, man. He is going to be on that field, and he's just a good old boy that just loves football. Mm. You th- you think he's a Hall of Fame guy? I know there's people. Some people want to say no, um, because he only doesn't have that many playoff wins except for the run with the Rams that one year. Um, I think he's a lock, but that's just me. Without tr- being, I mean, yes. I mean, to me, it is a no brainer. I don't see what the question is because I don't care if you look, he has a super bowl, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, Russ okay. has a super bowl and people say he's not a hall of Famer. Yeah. But, but Russ's stats, passing stats and, mm don't even come close in my opinion. And Russ threw a great deep ball. I mean, yeah. Russ's touch on deep balls was, you know, I've, I've said it before, it's like being in a movie Little Giants and catching toilet paper. I mean, he just hits your hands so softly, softly and it sticks. But Stafford, man, there's no one I trust more than, you know, in a four, in a fourth quarter comeback. I mean, this guy is what uh he's had what over 54,000 passing yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's put up some numbers. He's thrown for 4K, what, seven, eight, nine times. Uh, the fastest player in history to reach 40K uh, passing yards. And I think uh, last time I checked, he might, he's somewhere top 10 in all-time passing yards. And this is being in Detroit, okay? Well, yeah, he was playing catch-up a lot. I, I like Stafford personally. I, yeah. I think he's a Hall of Fame. But wait, uh, so what about Eli Manning, though? Two Super Bowls. A lot of people judge Hall of Fame on were you ever the best quarterback in the league that season or even second best. And like I think a lot of people would say Eli was never like a top five quarterback ever in any season. He just had two great playoff runs. Yeah, it, it, it depends on who, you know, who's doing the votes and, and yeah. you know, all that stuff. And he beat an undefeated Patriots, which which is that's impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I think you got I think you got to say Eli's. I think you got to say Eli's a Hall of Fame. Eli's in there, yeah. Um, I want to. Uh, I, I like. I was reading some old stories about you in Tennessee and high school. And I, you know, I'm a dad. I got kids who play sports, and my kids are 10 and 12, and they're getting to the age where a lot of their friends are like, "I, I just want to play baseball. I just want to do basketball. Just want to football." And I, I, I try to tell them, like, dude, all the data says you've got to play multiple sports. And I read your story, and you were like, big time baseball, football, and then you worked in some track. What was your experience like as like a multi-sport athlete versus just doing one and really drilling down? Yeah. You know, it's admirable that kids are mature enough, and that's with air quotes, that (laughs) they feel like they want to focus on one sport and really dial that craft in. Now, the way I grew up, we didn't have really many football camps and 707 camps. Mm -hmm. You had baseball season, maybe some summer baseball season, roll over into – uh, what uh, football season go straight into basketball season. And for me, looking back at my NFL career, I think my success was a direct 
correlation to to me playing baseball and playing in the outfield. I felt like looking back at it, if I can track a baseball that's being hit, you know, 200, 300 feet away from me and figure out the spin, how to high point that ball, going into a crow hop to throw that ball with, the, you know, this little bit of baseball with the mitt, then I can time as, as a 5'10 receiver, I can time up a, a NFL or football to find out, you know, figure out when I need to jump, when I need to uh, body control, mm. because you have to have that in baseball. And so I felt like a lot of my success just came from like the hand-eye coordination of what baseball did for me, what playing ping pong uh, did for me. And Are I, you good at ping pong? Oh, I'm I'm the man at ping pong. Really? And I'm left-handed. Wow. Oh, yeah. are you left? Okay. So yeah. I've been lobbying the herd to bring a, a ping pong table onto the set because I fashion myself really good at ping pong. Um, so next time you're out, we'll have to try to get a game um i'm sure you'll smoke me i don't play as often as i would like to but i grew up with a table i'm sure you did too mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> the story on me and uh ping pong was what was we had one in my high school pope john paul ii in hendersonville high school and i remember um just kind of seeing it like oh this looks cool and i started messing around would get my tail kicked by just about anybody who came um, in the hallway, but I was a competitor. So I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. But I'll never forget the headmaster. Who's also, you know, he's the principal of the school shows up and Hey, golden, like I'm the best athlete in history at this point. Cause we just only been open for like three, you know, three years. But anyway, I ended up playing him. He has on a suit and dress shoes and he absolutely whips me and talks crap to me while he does it. Oh, wow. Do you understand that after that day, I said, mom, my birthday, I want a ping pong table. Oh, wow. We put, we put it in the garage. My brother and I played every day for hours and hours. And my mom was a ping pong player, so she was kicking my butt, you know, when oh. we first started too. But we would play every single day, and I just learned the game. And, you know, thankfully, when I went to play college baseball, we had a, a table in uh, the locker room. And baseball players are typically really good ping pong players. And then I went to... Uh, into the league uh, in, in the NFL, and we had them throughout the locker rooms. And I felt like at, once I got to be an old head, I was like, hey, it is very – it's imperative to have a ping pong table in your locker room. One, the camaraderie that you're going to build is like guys in the locker room hanging out, talking smack, you know, competing is great. Two, hand-eye coordination. If I can, If I can track this little bitty ball that has spin that's only what – six or seven feet away from me and to be able to get a paddle on it in the center of the face. Yeah. My hand-eye coordination is being developed naturally in a fun way. And so I saw guys um, who were not the greatest pass catchers, but had enormous amounts of other skills. I saw those guys get better at catching huh. um, because I, because in my opinion, they played ping pong and they started playing wow. it. Um, and it was just, and so I'm a huge believer, but then I had Matt Patricia coming in with the, the Patriot way and he wanted no distractions. So he took it out for a while and I had to have a conversation with him, but he eventually put it back in. But really? Yeah. He took away the ping pong table? Yeah. Why? Yeah, the, and what was the logic? The, the the Patriot way was like, we want you to focus on football and only football. And anything else that you're worrying about means you're not focused. Like, you know, if you're worried about what you're wearing on the plane, you're thinking about stuff that doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, and there was no, you don't, this one I actually kind of grew, grew on me like once I left, but it was like no, no cell phones outside locker room, which I was like, that's wait, wait, what do you mean inside the locker room? Like, no, uh, sorry, no cell phones out literally, literally outside of the locker room, like walking, like if you're going to lunch. Nope. 
obviously no meetings. Like you keep it. Oh, I don't hate that. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and I I didn't I thought that was silly at first until you know obviously the Matthew Stafford issues were like he had nothing in common with the young guys because you get done practicing guys are sitting there swiping or doing whatever they're on their yeah. phones. Yeah. You know, you know, eye to eye contact and conversation. So I actually that one grew on me. But they just the Patriot way. They wanted to control literally everything, and to, to the point where like we couldn't listen to music in our headphones after a certain time on Sunday. So what would he? He would see you listening to music, and then he would be like, "Turn that off." At, at, there was times, yeah, yeah. How did that go over? It it it, it didn't go very well. I mean, yeah, had a lot didn't of he fail miserably there? Yeah. I mean, he traded me away and he got fired. Wait, so what he, did he trade you away because you were like Mr. Ping Pong and music and stuff? No, no, I, no, they traded. So <laughs> I actually got offered a contract like on a Friday before a game, right before the trade deadline, which was yeah. super low ball. I was like, no, dude, what I've done for this city, um, uh, you know, for this team uh, in, the, in the community. Yeah. Like I deserve a lot more than this, like, you know, stats and everything. And I said no on a Friday, and on a Tuesday, I get a call from Bob Quinn said, hey, Golden, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm just leaving a doctor's appointment. I was like, oh, well, I just wanted to let you know that we have made a decision to trade you to the Philadelphia Eagles. I was like, uh, uh, Over the phone? Yeah. Uh, what? Not even in person? I mean, yeah. you've been there for a while, right? Yeah, I was on my, on my off day, too. Um, oh, jeez. So I had to... Uh, I didn't even have time to like really digest what had just happened. It was just like, okay, you're traded. Now you got to go home, pack a suit, fly to Philly, do a presser. Thankfully, they were coming off of uh, the London game, which meant you were going into a bye in those years oh. at least. Now it's not the case. But um, went there and started setting up. My I had a one-year-old at the time. Oh, My wife was pregnant with our second. Damn. Um, and she packed the whole house. I went to – Try to figure out where my locker was, where I'm going to live, the playbook, oh my guys' names, the coaches' names, how to get from the wide receiver room to the team meeting room. Just a whole lot of stuff that's just tough. And yeah, um, and just you probably hated the Lions after that. No, oh. no, no, no. See, I'm, and my personality wouldn't have have let me hate. Alliance because like I'm I'm super thankful for my time there and I understand it is a business and if you can't pay me why not try to get something for me in, in a trade so it, that made sense to me and I felt like I was going into a better situation like okay the Eagles just won a Super Bowl last year they're trying to make a push again they're you know I feel like they're missing a piece I could be that piece hopefully now I had no clue how hard it is to come in and be a receiver mid-season trade I mean that's tough um, yeah but you know, I was I was excited for the challenge and to be on a good yeah. team. You know, so so wait, was that the first Carson once year or second? That was the second because so the year, year he was like becoming the MVP. No, he wasn't becoming MVP that year. Where he got hurt in the Rams game. Yeah, I'm just wondering because like, I remember reading about how Wentz was just ego in the locker room. Like he would him and him and what's his was it Peterson? Yeah, him and Peterson did. Was Peterson your coach? Yeah, yeah, I had Doug. And then they didn't get along. How did you like Peterson? I enjoyed Peterson. Um, I liked his offensive style. Um, I think I felt like he was a little bit too casual for me. Um, but I 
liked him as a person. He was a golfer. I actually had um, hung out with him at the American Century Championship in Tahoe, the big celebrity golf thing. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I remember seeing him and said, hey, and I, I, I'm kind of joking. I said, hey, come get me, man. Come get me. I want to play for the Eagles. And I was partially joking, but they were coming off a Super Bowl ring. So I was like, yeah, kind of. Wait, were they coming off the one with Foles? Yeah. Oh, oh, you got there. Okay, you got there later. Yeah, Wentz was. Yeah. So you might have seen some of the ugly Wentz Peterson stuff. Like I would, I'm reading articles, and it's like Carson Wentz would purposely call out of Peterson plays because he just refused to run them, and like around the facility, he was a nightmare. Uh, and it's weird because he bounced around a couple teams, and now he's like out of the league. Although I think he's like with the Rams practice squad now. Yeah, I, see, I, because life was happening so fast, and I just didn't know what was going on. I was too busy trying to learn the plays, and that was <laughs> it. So I, I didn't get a chance to like see, like in detail, what was going on between those two. But I know that they kept it very professional and professional only. Oh. Like there was no, it didn't seem like it was a very flourishing relationship. Right. It was. It felt like uh, I'm going to deal with you because I have to deal with you on kind of both ways. Um, and then, you know, Foles came back in and it, seemed, it felt like a sigh of relief for a lot of people involved. Um, and I, you know, Carson's one of my really good friends. Like, I love him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, we. You guys are still friends? Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, you know how it is. Families happen. Like, you're busy. So I don't talk to him like he's a best friend. But like, when we see each other at PAO or on a family vacation or something, uh, or just in past, like we spend time with each other and talk about families and reminisce on our time and enjoy each other. And, and the same thing with Foles, same thing with Foles. Like my wife and um, the Foles and the Wentz wives are, are really good friends. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Um, I guess I'll wrap up with Notre Dame and uh, I happen to play um, pick up poops and I'm on a rec league team out here with a guy who played at Notre Dame. And so I asked him, Hey, you got any questions for golden Tate? He's like, a lot of stuff I can't have you ask him, um, but definitely ask him about jumping into the Michigan State band. Apparently that happened. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't look it up on YouTube yet. Yeah. So, I, man, I've got, I've got I've had a few moments in my career that just kind of stapled me into like the college history, my university history and really the NFL history. And one of them is like jumping into the Michigan State band. Um, and I didn't have no clue it was going to be this ripple effect that I just hear about it every single time we play Michigan state, probably for the rest of time. And what had happened was um, I caught a fade ball in the corner of our end zone uh, back when the, you know, the rules you only need one foot down. I make the catch and I see like, I don't know, a little clerk clarinet player or a tuba player like right <laughs> here. I like, I had no, I, there's no way I was going to stop and not run that person over. So Quickly, I'm thinking, okay, well, if I just jump and land on a lot of people, oh. <laughs> that's a lot better than running over one little bandmate. And yeah, yeah. I I spread eagle jump, like spread eagle in with the intention of landing on a bunch of people, and they all scattered. I mean, oh. they scatter so quickly, and I land on nothing but plastic chairs. Ooh. Um, and so I'm like, oh, oh, that that hurt. It hurt, but I just scored a touchdown. So I come out playing it all cool. Like, yeah, I just did that. And I was probably more sore from landing on chairs and taking plastic to ribs than I was the actual game. Yeah, but wow. since then I've kind of, you know, it, it comes up in conversation a whole lot. Oh, really? With, along with the Hail Mary's uh, catch with Green Bay. and That's right. The Hail Mary catch fun. with Green Bay. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. The last one, my daughter would kill me if I did not ask this, but I, I saw about your stuff about the Taylor Swift on social media. Um, how she was at like a Notre Dame practice or a, I guess her brother went there. Did he didn't play football though? No, no. Yeah, and then so, you, you either met Taylor Swift or like asked her out on a day. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if your wife will care if you talk about it, but um, I think our audience might be interested to know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, no, it, my wife wouldn't, doesn't care. And I did not ask on a date. I, at the time I wish I would have, but now <laughs> I'm right, married right, with right. three beautiful kids. I'm glad I did not. Right. Um, but anyway, so, Austin went to Notre Dame. Um, and so during that process of deciding on if he's going to go to Notre Dame, Taylor Swift came out and her family came out during football season, which was, you know, we were practicing on it. We'll just say it was a Wednesday or Thursday, whatever. Right. And I knew Taylor Swift because like Taylor Swift's my go-to like karaoke, like song, like our song, love story. But that's, was that's she even girl. that big of a deal that back then? Yeah. 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 She was, she was a big deal then. 
Um, but are you a country music guy? Yeah, I'm I'm from Nashville. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. My bad. Yes, yes, yes. I'm from Nashville, and she had spent a lot of time in Hendersonville, which is where my high school was. And so, um, you know, obviously we knew of her, and I didn't know at the time, but she knew of me. So Ooh. it's sometime sometime during practice, and I make you know make a play on her sideline, and I completely stop the entire practice. I'm like, this is my shot. I just caught a pass near them. So I go down mom, dad, Austin, and whoever else is with them and introduce myself. And I get to Taylor last and I'm like, hi, I'm Golden Tate. So nice to meet you. And she was like, wait, are you, are you the guy that's from the same town as me? Um, That's really good at football. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. That, that's me. That is me. <laughs> right. Yes. You, you, you've heard of me. And so during that time, I felt like I had a, a shot at her. But I didn't never had a chance to follow up with the with the date. But her dad, Scott, ended up mentoring me through my early years in the league. And I spoke spoke to him about, you know, branding stuff and finance, oh, wow. you know, how, how to be financially sound. And I will go to a lot of her concerts. Um, but that was kind of the closest thing to shooting my shot I got. Wow. So so he he's good at branding, obviously. His daughter is like the most famous woman in the world right now. Oh, yeah. Um oh, yeah. did you go to the Eros tour? The the Eros what's that? What's the Eros tour, the right one she went on this oh. past year. Yeah, yeah. Eros, no, no, sorry. No, no, no. So my wife went um when we were in Tennessee, because we also have a home in Tennessee now, and we were there and her and a bunch of girls went on a went on the uh went yeah. to the concert. And you know what? Taylor is awesome. Okay. Obviously. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because this girl is larger than life and is going to it makes several millions, probably creeping up on billions yeah. in revenue. And that night it rained from probably I'm talking about downpour, thunderstorm, rain. It was supposed to start at seven. Her concert didn't start until twelve midnight, and she still came on stage at midnight, post you know, and 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 performed the entire show in in the rain when she could have very easily just refunded everybody and be like, yeah. I'm done. Like, so you, you, know, you, you your wife was at the rain concert. Yes, yes. Wow, my that's wife cool. said it was awesome, and I think it spoke to like kind of who she is as a person and a performer yeah. like that she was like you know what i'm gonna just i'm gonna just eat this bullet right now and just go ahead and rock this out with wet hair i mean you know possibly gonna slip on stage get hurt yeah she just absolutely crushed it and taylor was already awesome to me but now she's even more awesome and yeah she she's even more awesome now that she's dating travis and you know travis you better treat her right because if you don't <laughs> i'm gonna take it personal because we're from the same town okay mm. But uh, yeah, so huge fan of, of her and her family. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I went to the tour uh, with my daughter and son and wife. It was amazing. The greatest concert I've ever been to, man. It was incredible. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool that you you know the family and then you Tennessee people stick together, man. That's Impressive. Right. That's right. Uh, all right, Golden Tate. Uh, by the way, you got a Super Bowl pick while I got you here? A Super Bowl pick. Uh, oh, you. Oh, okay. Um. I thought you were talking about like you a meant like a picture. picture. I, I was like, oh, I got some no, no, stuff no. back here. I meant like, yeah. Are you gonna uh, be chalky and go like Niners Chiefs? Are you gonna go off 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 market and go Jags Cowboys? I, I don't know. The AFC is kind of blah to me right now. I don't. Well, yeah, don't you know, know Burrow, yeah, no Rogers. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, tough. I mean, it's kind of hard to say anyone besides the Chiefs are gonna go, but I guess. The Jags have a chance. We'll say that. But um, I'm going to go. Ravens? 
Ooh, the Ravens are playing well right now too. I like the I do like the Ravens. They're playing very, very well. Um, but I'm just gonna ignore the AFC because I just don't know. But the NFC, I think it's obviously between, in my opinion, the Eagles and the 49ers. And so I yeah. think this week is is huge to see what's gonna happen. But man, like I said, like the, the Eagles are playing some good football right now. I mean, they are winning. This there's no one who's had a harder stretch of games in Philly, okay, and they are they're winning. They are winning on the road at home. Doesn't matter, you know, ugly games, good games. They're they're finding ways to grind it out and win. And so the fact that they're three and zero over their last three games is is incredible. And yeah. looking to go four and zero during this stretch is just hard. But just hope they're not peaking too early. You know, that is that is definitely a worry. Because, Injuries starting to mount. Mm-hmm. It's like mm, it's tough. Yeah, but you do want to be playing your best football, you know, after Thanksgiving. You want to be playing your best football after Thanksgiving, going into December, um, and that's what they're doing. We just hope they can maintain it. But look, it's still uh, there's still a lot of games left to be played, and a lot of things to happen, especially with injuries and you know being the biggest one. But you got to like the Eagles right now. Yeah. All right, Golden Tate, former NFL star, uh, budding media sensation. I'm sure I'll see you soon, buddy, and uh, have a great holiday. Thank you. You as well. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.